Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Baker and this is Mama Stories. I created Mama Stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be in overcoming the challenges of motherhood. I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas and I want to share that with every mom I can. So follow along to laugh, cry, and be empowered. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Have you heard about how we are changing the story for moms? Mama Fund is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to providing products, services, and education to moms in need. So check us out at mamafund.org. All right, welcome to the show today, Brittany. Brittany's joining us all the way from sunny California, right? Yes, very sunny. It's 80 degrees now. It's not even 10 a.m. yet. Oh, man. Well, it's been pretty warm up here in the Seattle area, and I um, am just reminded why I would never want to move to California <laughs> because <laughs> I like cold weather. <laughs> I want it to be colder. Um, all right, Brittany. I know. I like cold weather, too. Well, but the, the sun is the sunshine is nice, but just not when it's like triple digits out all, all the time. Yeah, no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I would take winter boots and scarves over all of that. All right, Brittany, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? So I am a mom of two kids. I have a girl and a boy. My daughter is four, well, four years and nine months, and she just started TK last week. So super exciting. Um, and then my son is a little over two, um, and he's going to be starting preschool rather soon too. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, (laughs) it'll be nice to have some time to myself again. Um, and I have a master's degree in early childhood development. Um, I've been working in the child development field for my entire adult life, which seems like an eternity now. Um, so I, I started off as a preschool teacher and then moved up to master teacher and then moved up into the administration. Um, and then I was a child development specialist for a while. So working one-on-one with kids in the zero to three population who had some kind of like global delay in some way. So sometimes we focused on speech development mm-hmm. or sometimes we focused on play or what have you. Um, and then last year I started an educational website called Mama Bear Brit where I write articles and fun activities for parents just try to build that sense of community and place for parents to use as a resource. Um, and then most recently, this past summer, I started um, the Alpha Kids, which is nail polish for girls and boys. So cool. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, yeah. And to place my first order because I love painting my nails. So I'm ready for when Grayson's ready too. <laughs> all right. So fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I do have a lot of questions about your education background because I feel like that could make some of those early stages of um, babyhood a little easier, but we'll get to that in just a second. First, I want to know like um, your just transition into motherhood. So you have your daughter four years and nine months ago. Mm-hmm. So what was that transition into motherhood like for you? Um, when I was pregnant with her, I was just over the moon. Mm. There was nothing that I wanted more than to become a mother. It felt like my whole life leading up to that, I was just so excited. And it was so much fun to prep and 
and get ready for her. And I read all the baby books and um, I prepped the room and, you know, I was conscious with my diet and just tried to do all the right things and maybe planning a little too much and maybe being a little too rigid because in the end things didn't go (laughs) as planned. Mm. Um, But it was just, it was such an exciting and fun time to go from, from no kids to one kid um, just changed my world. And I just was so excited to welcome her. Mm. That is so exciting. I, I totally know what you mean. I had, um, I guess I didn't read all the books. That was not really mine and my husband's (laughs) thing, but we totally were like so prepared. I mean, I guess that's what I thought. I thought we were so prepared, but like you mentioned, (laughs) sometimes after the baby comes, you're kind of like, wait a second, I wasn't that prepared. Um, Yeah. I mean, and even having the child development background and working with kids for so many years, I'm like, Oh, I got this in the bag. No big deal. But it's such a different story when it's your own kid and you realize the magnitude of, okay, everything that I do from here on out from the moment of gestation is going to affect Mm. this growing baby. And it it was almost like too much at some point to realize, oh my goodness, I am not prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I read the baby books and, and all of that, just bringing home your child is a completely different um, experience than, than, than what maybe you thought it was going to be, but nonetheless, super exciting. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. I feel like being somebody who's kind of spent their life's work in that space of just children, but then also you obviously have a specific background in that zero to three, like you were saying, mm-hmm. other than the like pressure that that put you in, cause you probably knew more than what most moms know. Um, what were some of the benefits of that? Like, did you feel like you were more prepared as like transitions happened or learning happened or food or any of that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt like I had a good head on my shoulders in that, you know, I knew what to look for. I knew red flags and signs. I knew what was developmentally appropriate. Um, you know, I knew the ages and stages of when she should be doing something. Um, that didn't mean I didn't panic about certain things like, Oh my gosh, she's not crawling yet. And she is almost nine months. What are we going to do? Um, so that didn't mean that I didn't still, and maybe in some sense I was even more crazy because I was so aware of it. Mm. Um, but I did feel comfortable because, you know, I had, uh, an array to pull from in terms of like, okay, we're going to do this super fun sensory activity today. We're going to make jello and I'm going to hide animals in it. And this is going to be great for digging your fingers into it and, and being able to be exposed to different textures and um, temperatures and tasting and smelling and all of these fun things. So I always, I, I kind of approached my day to day as I would in the classroom. And I tried to plan for different activities that were going to stimulate different, you know, developmental domains. And it was fun. It was really fun to be able to take that home. Yeah. um, And to be able to plan with that. That does sound really fun. I'll tell you that that is what I wanted to do in my mind. Like (laughs) when I decided to be a stay at home mom, I was like, okay, every day is going to be like a lesson. Like we're going to learn something new and I'm going to start like quasi homeschooling. And I would spend all this time on Pinterest and 
finding out all these activities. And I cannot tell you how many times I would make something like a sensory bottle. Don't even get me started on those, but I would make a sensory bottle. (laughs) Grayson would either not be interested in it, would throw it across the room and it would break or like, would just be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you shaking that bottle in front of me? Like, why are you making me play with this? And so I, I had all the good intentions, but that does sound good yeah. if you can actually do some of those activities. Um, and sometimes the activities were flops and sometimes it spent, I spent way more time prepping the activity than my child was interested in it. Yeah. And other times I realized that going for a simple walk and picking up a leaf that had fallen on the ground that took virtually no planning and effort on my part was way more of an interest and an engaging activity than me, you know, cooking pasta and dyeing it rainbow colors and putting it in a, a, a pool for them to play with. So it's not always, you know, important to plan all these crazy activities that are going to take so much time. It's just being present and being in the moment um, and just letting them explore nature. And sometimes those were the best activities and, and took no time and, or effort on my part. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good advice too, because I feel like now that you think about it, I can think of times where Grayson's probably had way more fun doing something like that. And the stress mm-hmm. was so low on me versus like you're saying, the cooking pasta, dyeing it, all that good stuff. Yeah. And that probably has a lot to do with it too, because you're coming into it and you're relaxed and you're just having fun too. Yeah. Oh, And gosh. They, they definitely feed on that. <laughs> oh man. Isn't that the truth? When I am stressed out, I swear Grayson today, I've noticed it when he was younger too, but now that he's in that like, quasi terrible twos, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. When I'm stressed, when something is really uncomfortable for me or I'm showing a high level of anxiety, he is throwing more tantrums. He's really upset. Mm-hmm. He's, and it's so funny. Like this morning we were getting ready for this interview and I was obviously like, okay, cool. Let's dance. Let's get pumped. And he was in like the best mood. And I thought, oh man, it's probably because yesterday morning I was frantically trying to make breakfast and do all these other things. And that's why you had a meltdown. Like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. funny how they I, pick up on that. They're so smart. Well, I didn't realize this, but I definitely suffer from anxiety and I didn't realize it was a learned behavior. And so your kids, feed off of it so much. I mean, it could, it's just something that they sense. And I try to remind myself because I get stressed out and I, I usually put way too much on my plate. I'm trying to write articles. I'm trying to, you know, sell my nail polish and I've got a lot going on. And when I'm trying to get it all done and my kids are like, Oh, you know, do this with me. And I'm like, Oh, just stop for a minute and let me do this. It, it never works out because they are feeding off of my stress. They are learning how I am processing that stress and and they are taking that on. And sometimes I just have to remember, okay, you know what, what's more important right now, dancing with my kids on the couch or writing this, which I can do later when they go to bed. Yeah. Sometimes it's just realizing in the moment, like what's important (laughs) and taking that step back. And knowing that it's okay that you realized it in the moment, I think is really important. Cause like if you, the other day I was doing an activity with Grayson and I got him like all set up. And then I was like, cool, now that he's really distracted, I'm going to work on this project. And so I started working on this project. Well, then Grayson was like, I don't want to play with this anymore. I want to play with what you're playing with. And I was so frustrated and I was so mad. And then I was like, okay, take a breath, like 
you're okay. That was just a bad decision that you made. That's okay. Like, let's get up, let's move, get away from this area. And I had to be like really kind to myself and not be like, oh, you're so silly putting all those things together. Or that was dumb. Don't do that. And so I had to be kind to myself and be like, okay, let's just break check this and go do a different activity. And I'll come back to my project later uh, when Grayson's probably napping or sleeping. Yeah. Being kind to, your, to yourself is so important really and, and to just realize that. Oh yeah. We can all be too hard on ourselves sometimes. Uh, it's a work in progress though. I'm, it's like my mission to just have a better internal friend in my brain yes. than, than an enemy. All right. So you went from having one to two. So let's talk about that transition. Um, and you were working when you were with, when you had your daughter, right? You were back to work. Um, yeah, so I was working as a preschool director when I was pregnant with her and then I stopped. And then once she was about a year and a half, I, I went back to work as a child development specialist, which was nice because it was flexible and I was able to leave her with my mom. Um, I mean, super flexible, super part-time. I I think I maybe worked 10 hours a week, Um, but it was enough for me to stay current and for me to feel like I was still contributing in some way. Um, and then it also helped because, you know, I felt like I still was very much in control of what was going on with her. Um, and so I did that all the way up until like a month before I had my son. So prepping for that second pregnancy was just so different in every single way, because when you're going from zero to one, the entire focus is on you, how you're feeling, um, you creating, you know, serenity and and just being excited for your family to change and welcoming a baby. But when you're pregnant and you're entertaining a two-year-old who, by the way, dropped her naps like promptly when she oh, turned no. two, um, it was just like survival mode every single day. Um, it was no joke. My, my headspace was just so different, you know. Um, I sometimes I forgot I was pregnant. And I would re- look down and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm having a baby right now. Or I'm, I'm having a baby soon. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you're just, you're so busy and you have no time to rest. And, and you're trying so hard to prep your, your big kid and to prepare them for, you know, the, the differences of being a big sister or big brother. Um, and just, it, it, it's all just very different. And plus, in my first trimester with my second, I had almost debilitating migraines. It mm. just felt like one long migraine that never went away. So um, I was actually able to find some relief in doing acupuncture. Um, but before I found that, I, I, I didn't quite know how to handle it. It was not very fun. Yeah, that sounds awful. It's actually a really good point that you just said that I never really thought about how when you're preparing for one, it really is all about the mom. And then Mm -hmm. so often I'm in all these groups with moms that are having their second or their third, and they always ask for tips like, how did you prepare, um, you know, your daughter for this or your son for this? And what did you the week before you had your baby? And I never really thought until you just said that, that it really is all about okay, we're entering into this new season and it's, it can't be about me. Like it has to be about my, you know, child and them becoming a sibling. Yeah. The entire focus is different for sure. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. Plus it's just exhausting. When I see moms with multiples, I'm like, man, I just, I, 
I can't even fathom it. I mean, moms are just so rad because <laughs> they figure it out. But man, I just, I would have been exhausted. Like, I feel like I was, I had a pretty easy pregnancy, but I was mm-hmm. pretty tired with Grayson. Yeah. Like I was just, you know, obviously I'm growing a human. I'm exhausted. And then to not be able to like take those breaks when I need to, it's just, yeah, it sounds like a lot. Yeah. I mean, you, you, your body is, is an amazing machine. So it, it handles it and, and people deal with what they need to deal with, you know, and some moms choose to have three, four, five kids, which kudos to them. Like I have yeah. a friend and she has four kids and I'm always just like, how did you do it? Like I have yeah. two and I just can't even imagine adding more to that. Unless yeah. I, I hold a baby and then I'm like, oh, do I want to do this again? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it does come back. It's real. But that baby fever is real. But, you know, I'm I'm like right in the thick of the toddler stage. So I'm easily reminded why I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, you're cute. But then you also become two. So no thanks. Uh, my right. sister also has four. And seriously, she's superwoman. Like, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like, it's str- yeah. I struggle to get like dinner on the table at a certain time during the night, like every week, every day. And this woman yeah. like bakes stuff from scratch and is in the PTA and is in all the sports. And I'm just like, wow, okay, well, you're super mom. Clearly you were meant for this. <laughs> but then it's a good reminder to not compare yourself to that because yes. everyone has strengths in different areas. And you are probably rocking it as a mom with one little boy who is adventurous and rambunctious. Yes. Well, then, thank you. you know. You're right. I do. I, oh man, I am a hundred percent all about the like non comparison and I get stuck in it all the time. I think we all do. Like it's, <laughs> it's my, um, it's like what I'm working, I'm working on positive talk and I'm working on supporting moms, not comparing moms, because I just think that it's a really sticky road we can go down. Um, For sure. But yeah, no, I'm with you on that too. But it is pretty amazing. Like even just two, like listening to you talk about two, I'm like, man, I just, it's, that's crazy to me because it's just not my world. And I feel like one was so hard. And yeah. I, just, I will say though, if I had my son first, I probably would have waited a little bit longer <laughs> before really? I had my, my second. So was it a harder transition with him then? Yeah, I just, I, you know, I think it is stereotypical to say that there's differences between boys and girls. And obviously there is, and his energy level is just way more up there than yeah. my daughter was. Cause I, I, I look at them now and I think to myself, oh my gosh, my daughter was that age when I was just about to give birth to my second and I remember, you know, being able to reason with her and, and, um, and he's just not there yet. He's just so adventurous and and so energetic. And I love that about him. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just totally a different story, you know? For sure. Yeah. I feel like from one kid to the next, right. It's always so different. That's why humans are so different. Um, very much. That's why it's like rolling the dice for me. You know, it's like a gambling game. I'm not sure I'm ready to like, to take that bet of like, you know, what my second would be like. Oh, I feel ya. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So you now find yourself with, well, I guess then <laughs> you find yes. yourself with a toddler. Cause she would have been what, two when? Yeah, she was two and a half when okay. he was born. Okay. Um, and then a brand new baby. A brand new baby boy. So walk us through what that was like. Um, 
you know, I, I felt like I did a really good job preparing her and she was mature enough to understand what was going on. And it was a really easy transition and she really welcomed him with open arms and she was so excited to have a big brother. And, you know, I, I, um, had her help me and she was really into it. She's even from a young age, she was always such a good helper. And even to this day, she's a really, really great big sister. Um, but there were definitely some challenges. Like the thing that was most challenging for me was trying to breastfeed in in public while having a two-year-old because she would often, you know, find herself in precarious situations where she needed me to help her or she just wanted me to be there. And that was hard for her to understand, even though she was so ready and, and welcoming with him. She didn't quite understand the fact that I couldn't be there physically for her every time she needed me. Um, so, you know, I remember this one time specifically, we went to the zoo and there was a park at the zoo. And so we looked at some animals and then we had some lunch and then I'm like, okay, perfect. You can play here on the playground and I'm going to feed baby brother. And she said, okay. And so I sat down on the bench and within a minute of getting him situated and, and latched on and everything's good, I hear a screeching sound like, Mom! Mom! And she's dangling from the oh top of gosh. the play structure. And, and it was one of those inclusive playgrounds where, you know, the ramps kind of connect everything. So I couldn't, like, get around really quick. So I'm holding my, my newborn attached to me and I can't take him off because then I'm going to expose myself yeah. <laughs> to the entire playground. And I'm trying to crawl underneath a bridge and she's screaming. And I'm like, of course this has to happen. <laughs> like, of course, this is just my life right now. Um, thankfully another parent saw and was able to grab her before she fell and before I exposed my, my breast to everyone. But, um, you know, well, somebody did see eventually, okay, but good. I still had to get up and, and crawl underneath a bridge <laughs> before oh somebody helped gosh. me. Um, oh and that's gosh. just the situations I found myself in all the time. And I have to laugh and, you know, I, I don't take myself too seriously, but those, it, it was stressful in the moment. Um, and, but, but in hindsight, it's just so funny when you think about oh, it, really. Yeah. Those um, are the, but yeah, that, that was what was, was the most challenging for me <laughs> with the breastfeeding in public. I feel like those are the moments where it's like really stressful. You know, you get back, now you're sitting down, you're nursing him, you're watching her play and you think like, God, I'm a freaking badass. Like, look at me. I just <laughs> did that. Like, look at me. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. I'm also feeding a child from my own body. No big deal. <laughs> like, sit down. Oh, no I applause wish I would have been more more positive in the moments because half the time I was like oh my god I'm so embarrassed and I just look like a basket case trying to do that like ah but you know what I was a badass (laughs) you were just so you know if I was at that park that's the thoughts that would be going through my mind like wow that mom is killer like uh (laughs) uh-oh look out she's got it all figured out oh my goodness that's like the beauty of motherhood, right? Like we make it look really like we have it all figured out. But if you really sit right. down with us, we're like, no, we have no clue what we're doing. Like, no, just, we'll just break apart in one second. <laughs> <laughs> moment to moment. We're just trying to figure it out. Yes. Um. All right. So now you have a toddler and a four-year-old. And I know that siblings can be challenging. And it sounds like your daughter was pretty ready um, for that transition. But what's your favorite thing about having like brother-sister relationship with them? 
it's so nice for them to have a playmate and they're getting to the point where, you know, well, he just thinks the world of her. There is nobody cooler on the planet than his big sister. He just wants to be next to her. He wants to do everything she's doing. He just wants to be in the swing of it. And for the most part, she's really good about including him. Um, But of course, you know, he's a little brother and, and she gets annoyed and I completely understand. So I have to be, um, aware of trying to give her her own space too, yeah. because they share a room and, and all of that. But it's just so fun to see them play together and to be engaged in something just, you know, whether it's throwing a ball across the, the room or just making each other laugh in the car. Like those are the moments why I chose to do that. Mm. This is the reason why I, I have kids to hear them play and to hear them laugh. And it, it just, it like totally refills my tank. Like, oh, yes, this is why I have kids. And then of course, in one second, you know, they irritate you again, but <laughs> it's so important to, to recognize those moments and to relish them as much as you can. Oh yeah. I mean, most of the pictures that I post of Grayson are like the moments you were saying, like fill you up, you know, but yeah. like before or right after those pictures are taken, there's usually some like epic thing that's happening. That is, right, of course. That is draining from my tank, <laughs> but I'm Absolutely. full, so it's good. But oh man, that's the joys of motherhood. Um, okay, so obviously having a bigger sister, he's probably into some of um, the activities that I guess society would deem as like girl activities, I'm assuming. So is that Mm -hmm. what started you into your um, nail polish company or what was it that really launched you into that uh, venture in your life? Yeah, it was actually. Um, So my daughter went through a huge nail painting phase and I don't really remember exactly how she got into it. Um, Maybe she saw me painting my nails or something. It's it's not something that stuck in my mind of how she got into it um, because I have been pretty conscious of, you know, welcoming and introducing all activities, whether they be dinosaur and science or, you know, having fun with dress up. It's, it's not about gender specific activities. It's about having fun and being, uh, having a wide range of, you know, ideas and imagination and things to pull from. So somehow she got into to painting her nails and she was really into it and she liked to paint her nails. She liked to paint my nails. Um, she wanted me to paint her nails, what, what have you. Um, and one of the days, you know, my son, Jack, he saw us painting nails and he's like, mommy, Jackie's nails, Jackie's nails. And I said, Oh, you want to have color on your nails too? He said, yes, purple. And so he was so excited and I just did one, you know, cause I didn't know if he wanted more, if he was going to sit for it or, you know, what was going to happen. But he looked at his purple nail and he's like, um, more, more purple, please. And mm-hmm. so I, it, from that moment on, I could see his mind and his imagination open. He all of a sudden realized, oh my gosh, I can put color on my nails. And it just opened up a world of creativity for him. Yeah. It sounds silly, but it really did. And it, it really opened up art, which he never was excited about or really cared about before. But, um, I attribute it to, you know, us having that moment of painting nails and me receiving it positively and saying, of course you can have color on your nails. Why not? Um, and from that day forward, you know, he's always been into coloring and painting and markers and really just anything that 
can add color, he's all about. And, and most of the time, you can find him painting or coloring himself. And I've tried redirecting it to paper, but he is adamant on having it on his body. So I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I don't care. Just go for it. So he's usually his arms and legs and feet and hands are always covered in marker. And, and that's fine for me because I want to promote creativity and, you know, independence and, and just having fun. Cause that's what really matters is yeah. just having fun. For so, sure. So, I actually, you know, sorry to oh, interrupt. No, I just wanted no, no, to say, ahead. I, I've shared a similar story in the past where I really wanted Grayson to be into coloring, uh, because mm-hmm. I had seen a mom that I look up to coloring and I was like, Oh, Grayson should be coloring. So I went and I got all these things and he didn't want to color and had no interest in coloring. And I was super bummed. I was like, Oh man, I broke him because I didn't introduce coloring sooner. Um, and then a couple months back, Grayson wanted to paint my face, which was use my makeup to paint my face. Mm-hmm. And so I sat on the bathroom floor and he dipped my brushes into makeup and just, just put it all over me. <laughs> and then he wanted to paint himself and he painted his tummy and whatever. And now since then, he, all he wants to do is paint like real paint. He wants to take paint and put it on wood or paint and paint the wall or whatever it is. But I do think it's like when you allow them to express their creativity and what they're seeing every day, like he sees me put my makeup on. So he now wants Mm -hmm. to paint. Now he's like, Oh, I get this. Like now he wants, he has to paint all the time. Um, because I think he's like, Oh, I see how this works. Yeah. Yes. And good for you because I mean, honestly, how many parents do you think, and this isn't to to judge parents, but I think a lot of them, you know, sometimes are are busy and and they don't want to deal with the mess. And I totally get that because there's so many times that I don't want to deal with the mess too. But imagine if you would have approached that in a different way. Yeah. The outcome would have been different, you know? Um, And it's just, it's, it's realizing that when they're ready and when they're interested in creating something or doing something, that's when learning happens. And yeah. so much learning happens when they're interested in it. And if, if people realize that and, and recognize when it's happening, um, then, then there will be a lot of really amazing special moments that you can share with your child. Like, for example, we, I took my son to the water park the other day and I kept, there was this mud puddle, which of course my son found. Um, <laughs> but I kept hearing these other parents like, no, 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 don't go in the mud, which I get it. And I almost did the same thing. But then I realized who cares? Like what matters if he goes into the mud right now, I can rinse him off in the splash pad. And even if he gets completely destroyed, he'll drive home naked. Like what's the big deal, you know? Yeah. And I let him play in the mud and, and he had the best time. He was getting filthy from head to toe. But in that moment, he had a really enriching learning experience that wouldn't have happened if I said, no, don't do that. I don't want you to get dirty. Yeah. And I'll tell you that I get, like you're saying, I get why sometimes those moments as parents or as moms were like, no, 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 don't do that because of the inconveniences that come later. But I Mm -hmm. could tell you a list of times where I've done something really similar where I've been like, okay, this isn't exactly how I thought this was going to go, but like, I guess fine. Like if you want to get wet at the mall and play in the fountain, like sure, whatever, go ahead. And then turns out to be the best day ever. And like, what, just yeah. walk around with the shirt off for a little bit. It's fine. And, yeah. 
but it is hard because you're right. Like some people are busy. And I will say with like the makeup and the nail polish, I think there's also a lot of complexity with that. If it's a mm-hmm. boy putting on makeup or a boy putting on nail polish, as adults, we have a complexity. We know that society has told us that that goes to a certain gender or that means a certain thing. And I think what's really important for moms to know and for parents to know is that your child doesn't know that yet. Do you know what I mean? Like Exactly. Grace and we wanting, learn those prejudices. Yes. Like Grayson and wanting to put makeup on. Grayson has no clue what makeup is. And just like your son, Jack, wanting to put on nail polish, he doesn't understand what nail polish is. And so we just have to remember, even though we might have some, some of our own like complex that we have on that, we just have to remember that they don't have it. And it's okay if you have it. I get that society has like, you know, shifted us and molded us into believing and feeling and thinking certain things. And I think that, you know, there's obviously a space for that in your own home, but you have Mm -hmm. to remember that your child doesn't know that yet. Like, and so it's okay if they want pink or blue or nail polish or makeup, like they they just don't know, you know, that's not in their world yet. Exactly. And, and I think now more than ever, parents are more conscious of that. Mm -hmm. I think more than ever society, I won't speak for most of it because I, I, I I disagree, but I think society podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think people are ready for that. And I think a lot of parents understand, you know, what is important? Is it more important to, to teach my children that there are big gender biases and my daughter shouldn't be playing with dinosaurs because mm, that's kind of a boy toy or, or she shouldn't like green or blue because those are boy colors. I think parents are more accepting now. And I think they realize actually it's more important to focus on what's going to help my child build, you know, imagination and wonder and creativity and kindness and, and just having fun because, if you focus on what's more important, then you're more, you, you will develop or, or help your child develop in a, in a whole rounded sense. Oh yeah. As I opposed mean, to just focus on limitations. I mean, really like your example of the paint and Grayson's example of the, uh, or excuse me, of the nail polish and Grayson wanting to paint my face. Like those are two times where we allow boys to do something and now look where that creativity has allowed them to expand, right? Like Mm -hmm. look where now their interest is and now look at where you are today with his starting a company, right? Like there's all these Mm -hmm. um, avenues and places that we can go with this and it doesn't have to be so complicated, right? Like it it doesn't have to be so black and white or gray or right or left or even heavy. It doesn't matter. Let's just focus on having fun. And, you know, people are receiving this really well. Like I did some nail painting at an indoor play gym yesterday and the parents are like, Oh, this is so cool. I love how inclusive this is. I know somebody whose son loves to paint their nails and everyone always has an example to share. And that means, you know what? There are lots of parents out there who realize that it is just it, it's more important to focus on having fun and, and adding color and, and, and all of that than to say, no, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. And when I saw this 
more and more when I went out and I realized that there was no inclusive nail polish and there was nothing on the market that says, hey, it's okay. And there's nothing that represents, you know, the creative boy and the creative girl together. Then I realized that there was a gap. Yeah. And that's why I started it. And it's so cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, your company? So where can people get it? Um, what so What is called, it like? Yeah. So it's called The Alpha Kids. Um, and you can find it on my website, thealphakids.com. Um, and I came up with that name because The Alpha Kids is actually the generation of the kiddos that are now serving this population. Oh, cool. So I thought, oh, you know what? I didn't realize that. And that's super cool. And also <laughs> alpha meaning brave and, you know, leader like, and those are exactly the kids that I want to have colorful nails. So that's how I, I came up with the name. Um, so you can buy it on my website. Also I'm selling it on Etsy. Um, and I'm slowly getting it into boutiques in Southern California. So it's right now it's at um, an indoor play gym that also has a clothing boutique called the Green Chateau and it's at the Yellow Balloon Hair Salon um, and slowly but surely we are branching out. That's it's so hard to cool. get it's hard to get it out there when you're working in your living room with two kids um, and I just started it this summer but girl I it hear will you be on getting that. out there. <laughs> yeah. no, I hear you. It is hard being a mompreneur right? Isn't that the word? Yes. A mompreneur. Um, mompreneur. is so hard. Gosh, I'll tell you, it's like it's literally really you work for like two minutes and then it's back to your baby and then four minutes and then back to your baby and then 10 minutes. Right. It's hard. It's insane. Yeah. It's literally insane. Yeah. Um, but I've, I have had so much positive feedback and it's, it's been giving me so much motivation to keep going because, um, you know, I am passionate about this because I, I saw it in my world. I saw it in my family dynamic and I, I see it when I go out and I see these little kids who have paint on their nails and I realize that there's a market for it and it excites me. And then when I talk to other moms who also give that positive feedback to me, it encourages me that, you know what, this is important and this is awesome. Um, and then I've been able to spread the word on parents magazine. I wrote um, an article about how my son and I bond over painting nails. I wrote an article on red tricycle on family education. And it was also featured on mom.me for editor's pick of August. Very cool. It's very exciting that other people are recognizing how cool this product is and they're ready for it. And I'm ready to, to spread the word. I had forgotten that we talked previously about your parents' article, um, and I read that article, and I do think that it's really important, too, when we talk about this, like, um, time where, you know, whether it be makeup or uh, fashion shows or painting your nails or whatever it is, like, it is just a bonding time, right? Like, that your Mm -hmm. child just wants to do something with you. So although their creativity and all these other things are expanded, and it's beautiful for them. It's also, they just want to, um, be with their mom and they just want to do what their mom is doing or do what they see their mom doing. Um, Right. And that's really cool too. Right. That's a really cool thing. Yes. I love that. I love it too. I think that's so great. Well, I'm really excited um, to place my first order. I paint my nails like literally all the time because I peel them off all the time. 
<laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm usually painting my nails like every night, seems like. Um, and so I just know there's going to be a day where Grayson's going to be like, I want to try that. Maybe not right now when he will probably get it on my couch. I'll wait till maybe a few months from now when maybe he can yes. understand to let his nails dry. Uh, but I do think that's really cool. And I also think um, it's really cool that you're showing that you can do it as a mom, a mom of two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, but, you know, you just got to, like, get up and do the work. And I think what's also really beautiful about your story is that moms are who um, – are encouraging you because I get that. Like sometimes I feel really tired or I'm like, Oh man, I I don't know if I can do an interview today. I'm like bummed or I'm exhausted or Grayson didn't sleep. But it's like Mm -hmm. every time a mom just kind of like comes alongside you and is like, yeah, I believe in what you're doing. Um, it can really lift you up. Moms are rad like that. Totally. It gives you such a sense of like connection and power and Yeah, I can. And yeah, this, this was really important. Thanks so much. And it could just be something so simple and it can really boost you up. Even just believing in what you're doing is so cool. Yes. Um, I do want to just add about the alpha kids because I think it's important to, to say that it is locally made and it dries super fast. It's really pigmented. So it only needs one coat, which is very important for kids because you know what? They don't have time to, to do multiple coats and wait for that to dry. They got to get back to playing. So it, one coat only, and it dries within about three minutes, I'd say. And oh, it's nice. vegan, cruelty-free, non-toxic, um, and it's free of the 10 most harmful ingredients that you can that, you, that is found in most nail polishes. So it's definitely, you know, safe for little nail beds, developing nail beds, because um, as a mom, you know, I was really particular about that, even pregnant, you know, I wanted to make sure that the polish that I was putting on my nails was safe because I didn't, I, I, I wanted to make sure that everything was going to be all right. And that what I was doing wasn't going to harm, you know, my baby. So this is for sure. safe, non-toxic and, um, it dries fast. That is so cool. Well, well, maybe I'll order it now and try it on Grayson and see <laughs> if he can last three minutes. We'll see. That is so cool. Well, Brittany, I cannot thank you enough for sharing um, insight into your story and then obviously uh, talking to us about what you're doing uh, to make this world a more inclusive place, which I love. And I know Thank you so much. that you're doing this out of your car, which I love the most right now that you're in your car doing this interview. Cause when we started talking, sweating so much right now, <laughs> I know I, I hear you. Um, I think that that's the most beautiful thing because sometimes as a mom, that's just like what we have to do. And so it's like the best message to spread of like, maybe you have to take an interview out of a car. Maybe you have to like bring your laptop so you can work on an app. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's mm-hmm. the hard work you got to put in as a mom. It's even harder. And you know what? That makes you a badass. It does. I'm telling you. That is like (laughs) nursing your baby, crawling under a bridge, badass, okay? For sure. That's what that is. Um, I do have one last question for you. Yes. If you, out of all of your experiences of being a mom and now a mompreneur and all of those things, what is like the one piece of advice you'd want all moms to take away from your story? Um that you are going to have such a mixed bag of emotions as, as a parent, you know, you're going to have your, your good and your bad days and you're going to have the days that are exciting and depressing and, and motivating and 
in all of those days. Um, but all in all, it's important to remember that every parent is going through that as well. Um, and you need to recognize, you know, when you need a break and you need to recognize when it's important to just say, you know what, I'll get to this later and go jump on the couch with your kids or go build a fort because that is going to revive you as a parent and it's going to build those relationships with your kids and and they're going to remember those days. They're going to remember the days that you were like, you know what, let's have a dance party right now because that's important. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, I love that you said that, but the taking the break thing, like just cause you take a break doesn't mean that you're weak or that you're a bad mom or any of those things, right? Like it just means that your body needs a break and there's no yeah. justification needed as to why or what that says about you or anything. Like just take a break. Exactly. Take some time. Exactly. So good. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy mama. And you've got some, some nail polish to go sell. So yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and hearing my story. Really, really appreciate it. Oh yes, of course. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you loved it. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episodes and tell us what you think about it in the reviews. And mamas, I love you.